When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app today and use promo code CHGO and you sign up. Welcome in to Studio A of our CHGO offices. Studio B is currently on Joe's at Wheat Street for the CHGO Bears Round 2 and 3 Bears Draft Party. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. You can follow the show on Twitter at CHGO underscore White Sox. That is Herb Lawrence. Oh. You can watch, or not you can watch him. You can follow him on Twitter. You can watch him. You're watching him right now. You can follow him on Twitter, at ActorWall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. We are being produced today by Kevin Wells. What's up, guys? Hi, Kevin. Um, Herb, I like the shirt. Thank you. We are coming to you live after a White Sox. Herb, what did you have for breakfast? I had nothing. Nothing. I don't really eat breakfast. I fast until like eleven o'clock. I get that. I don't. And then I uh, got some Popeyes. When I went to Popeyes today, they gave me. I ordered the five uh, chicken strips. They gave me like ten. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! That's what Hell I like. Yeah. Did yeah. you get a biscuit? Yeah, I got a biscuit. I didn't Mercy. eat the biscuit. Biscuit too much. Um, too dry too. Did you bring it to me? No. What's it, wrong with you? Yeah, it's just like too dry. Friend. Um, but yeah, I got like ten of those. Some bitches ate them at like twelve o'clock today. That was my first meal of the day. Only meal of the day. Sorry. That was your only meal of the day? So far. What are you having right now? Um, this is a delicious 312 from our folks at Goose Island. I feel like that counts as a meal. Um, Tony Vargas is asking, uh, what excuse do we use today? Uh, Herb, Herb didn't eat breakfast, so that's the excuse. Yep. K-, K. Wells. Yo. What would you have for breakfast? I had a great breakfast this morning. You Waffles have? with a little fruit on top and Ooh. some breakfast potatoes. Did you make it yourself? Orange juice? Yeah. You on diet? You made something? it yourself? Yeah. Did Waffles make it with fruit on top of it. I what, love what breakfast. Do you have man. a girlfriend? Yeah. You have no, a girlfriend? I, I don't have a girlfriend. I'm, have a girlfriend? I, I mean, I'm seeing somebody. Do you have a wife? No, but I love breakfast, man. Ladies. It's one of my favorite things in the morning. Gets me up, little coffee, freshly ground. Where can the ladies follow you on Twitter? Uh, at Wells15Kevin. Follow there you me. go. I'm not verified anymore, his, though, so I'm not and that cool using anymore. Using his sultry voice. And shit. He's a softball champion. That's true. Him and WGN, all those jerks over there won it Kevin. last year. If uh, if CHGO gets bounced early in the playoffs, you guys need a ringer. I'd love to help you guys. out. You were really good last year, by the way. Both of you guys oh, could play. Look at look at I, that. I was bad. I only made one good catch. Shit. But thank you, sir. Well, I mean, Herbie, you can hit. Sean, you played everywhere. You got a good arm in left field. That's Baby. my spot, though. So I don't know if you're taking my spot, but thank you. We'll keep Appreciate it in mind. You. Hey, uh, I, I thank you for keeping us in mind. Ernie knows who I am. Um, <laughs> call me up, Ernie Scan. I had eggs at around 11 a.m. Um, you know, it was all right. I had three eggs. I usually have two eggs. It was too many eggs. Yeah, it's delicious. Three eggs is the minimum. Come on, Sean. What are you doing? Um, we are coming to you live. Should I do this shit? Yeah, you should actually tell about we it. We are coming to you live after a White Sox loss. Three to two against mm-hmm. the Tampa Bay Rays. That is five straight losses to the Tampa Bay Rays in this young, very young, 
We keep saying it's early, so keep that in mind when I say they've lost to the Tampa Bay Rays five times already. Uh, they, Herb, technically can't win this series because, at worst, they can split it at two and two. They lose three to two. How are you feeling after nine straight losses? I'm actually numb right now. We <laughs> both were waiting for the time where the Tampa Bay Rays were going to actually take over. I put a $20 bet on the live money line of 110 for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. I think it was an eighth inning. And you did it even more. You, man, yeah, hey. you have balls. I would never nah, have done this. But all through the game, when Lucas was dealing, it's like, White's is going to lose this game. Once Kendall Graveman comes in the game, I'm going to bet on the White Sox losing the game. And God damn it, Sean, not only did you bet on it, you bet on the Rays scoring a run in the ninth and cashed out some big-ass cash. Well, hey, I mean, when Herb is saying the Rays are going to win, the Rays are going to win, I have argued you so many times. How long have we known each other? Four years? Four years, yeah. I mean, I remember the first time you and I took over the uh, Joe Ostrowski show. Friends, remember when that existed? I do. That was great times. Long time ago. That man deserved a show. Four I mean, hours? I, I would mean, listen to four hours of Joe Ostrowski. He does have a show. He has a show on uh, BetQL. Yeah, it's different, though. I'm just I'm just trying to say, you know. On the score, you mean? Yes. Betting expert. Yes. Um, We were producing that show and shit. And I just remember, I don't forget, we were talking about NFL MVP, maybe uh, NFL quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. We argued that in Toria four hours. Did we? And I, I, what I left from that 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 show was a Herb taught me how to run a board, and B I hate arguing with Herb Lawrence. I'm, and I still, after four years of knowing you, hate arguing with you because you're always right. So when you said the Rays are going to win, I didn't doubt you. I for the Rays to win, they had to score in the ninth. No. Yes. And that was at plus two seventy. I've been doing bets and stuff for about uh, a year and a half over at CHGO Bets Daily. That was the easiest money I've ever made in my life. Oh, my God. Was like, that the second pitch? Yeah, it was literally. The second pitch? You were over there at the kitchen. I you didn't were need watching to watch. the game I didn't need to watch. on the TVs in the on the side, the White Sox game in the NFL draft. First pitch is a ball, and I hear Sean say, that's a ball, right? And I said, yes. And then he's walking over, and I hear a crack of the bat. I'm like, gone. <laughs> and Sean's like, no way. And it's just gone. The home run was murdered by Isaac Perezes. And uh, I was like, that's game over. Even though that uh, the White Sox gave us a little thrill in the bottom of the ninth, I knew that was over. But I did cash out before Luis Robert came up to pop that ball up. So I didn't get the full $40. I got like 34 33 So I got a $14 uh, profit on that. Yeah, you you you, you could have had an $18 profit. You, you ended up with a $14 profit. Profit's the biggest word. Yeah. You know? You I always mean, take a profit. Right. Um, I would I would have been mad at more at the White Sox if they would have hit home run there, and I lost my bet, and they would one 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 run in a row, and I was like, I know they're not going to win two in a row, so those jerks are just messing with my money now. But our pal Tony brings up a great point. Yeah. They signed Clint Frazier. Oh, finally. Do you know what they just did, Herb? Yes. I, we could talk about the loss. We could talk, and, and Alec is right. Hooray for a competitive loss. We love a competitive loss. We're moving up. Right? We showed grit. We showed intensity. We didn't show offense. Fuck that shit. No, just two solo um, home runs. Fuck that shit. Um, but we signed Clint Frazier. Do you know what Clint Fred- Frazier has? Red hair. Hell yeah. We love gingers. And he was on the Cubs last year. That's I know true. It, I know what he has. What does he have? 
He has outfield experience. Uh-huh. You're getting, oh, you're getting, we, you're getting too bold here. We don't need too bold that. Here. Oh, well, he Sox. can play left field. We we signed a guy for $75 million to do that shit. He doesn't have an arm that could throw out a guy at second base. You're saying it's a double right away. I think if a guy has an arm like, you know, Yoannis Cespedes, who's playing left field, he could throw him out. Um, uh, Oh, wow. Schwo was giving us a super chat already. I was going to give him a little kiss for his non-super chat. Kevin, uh, come back to me, though. You're, you're watching the chat. I, I want you to watch me. Kevin, come here. I'm looking. All right. What's up? What does Clint Frazier have? Why Why did he, the Cubs pick him up from the Yankees? What did he have? They needed lineup depth, and they needed uh, outfield depth. Do you know Triple H's finisher? No. Okay. Do you know Triple guy. H's finisher? No. Uh, no, in. I forgot Begins it. with a P. The pedigree. Pedigree, baby. He has pedigree. First rounder, Clint Frazier. We love first-rounders in the White Sox because they're finished products. If you went in the first round, Mercy, Daryl Boston, he's still around. Harold Baines, we got him in the Hall of Fame. We love us first. You know who was a first-rounder? $75 million man, Andrew Benatendi. He was. Rick's, you know who been paid cha- him? Rick's been chasing him for like seven years now. Do you know who's the only team that would pay him $75 million to? The White Sox. The White Sox, Stritch. Uh, we love, we love first rounders. And the, this is, you know who's a first rounder? Who? Ken Griffey Jr. You know oh, the only, do you yeah. know the only first rounders that have ever, the first, uh, first overall picks that have been inducted into the Hall of Fame are? Harold Baines and Ken Griffey Jr. What do they have in common, Herb? They're both first rounders and they're both for, uh, but another guy who's a first rounder, I believe that we got eventually. They both play for the White Sox, um, was my point. Darren Grinderstead, I think he was also. Darren Erstead? Grinderstead. Merston. Um, we love first rounders, so thank God, thank God, Clint Frazier is in this organization because he just it just makes all. You know, who's a first rounder, hmm. Adam Purple Hazley. Was he? Oh yeah. oh yeah, he was. Because we love first rounders. We didn't take because any... they're finished products. We don't need to work on them. We didn't even take Mickey Moniak this year. I'm sad. <laughs> it broke up our streak of taking former Phillies outfielders. Uh, Blake Sable, who I recommended in the uh, the Rule Five draft, he was a he was a first rounder too. Um, the BFN 55 is very, very kind saying you guys aren't paid enough to watch these games. We are paid enough to, to honestly too much to watch these yes, damn games. I know I fine. shouldn't say that. I'm my own agent though. Lamar I mean, Jackson did a great, great job for himself, but I mean, Hey, I'm doing myself. A, contracts I just coming favor. up next year. Oh, ooh. So, so might have to negotiate a little hazard pay. We just saw, we just saw Brandon Spano. I thought I had a good re- little interaction <laughs> there with him. Uh, hopefully that carries well uh, into year three. Um, let's get to Schwo. First off, Kevin, before we get to a sh- super chat, can you mm-hmm. go up a little bit? Yes. Um, and Todd is right. We stinks. We stinks real bad. Um, go up a little bit more. Oh, you're good. Right there. Um, shout out to everybody watching right now. We did have more fun on Friday nights than watching this terrible team. Uh, we got 12 likes. We got 13 likes. Wow. Look at that. That's Isaac Ian. He just threw out the first pitch over at the, uh, the Chihuahuas game. He did. Look at that. Um, if you are watching right now, subscribe. Hit that notifications. You'll know when we're live. I think we're still live right now for the Bears thing uh, going on round yeah, two and round three. Uh, so we're comp- competing with the Bears, which I know is is big competition. Uh, 14, uh, Paul Canerco. Oh, uh, wow. We are at 14, Paul Canerco. Shout out. But hit that like button if you if you are so kind. Yeah, this is a special Friday evening uh, edition. 18, Brent Lillibridge. We usually don't do Friday shows because we're doing Sunday through Thursday. Yesterday we got preempted by the NFL draft, of course, because the Bears made a big-time selection. They're still making selections today. They put us on today just to cover this White Sox team and say, hey, how are they doing, Sean? We should have fun, though. Well, they're how doing these, well. They're doing well, though. How are these guys doing out hey, there? Hey, they're doing well. Kevin, I got, a, I got a request for you. Yeah. Can you do me away. a favor, buddy? 
Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to send you a quick uh, photo in, uh, in the Wii uh, Slack machine. All right. Um, and, and then can you still do me a favor, though? And you see those pair of socks over there? Pair right right over there on the other side of the table. Oh, oh you're looking a little too far. Right, you see oh, that yeah, right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right you here, see that right three-pack of socks yeah, yeah, that I bought yeah. from Target? You want to yeah. throw them over to me? Yeah, sure. Right now? Yeah, chuck them over. Come on. I sent you a little photo in, a, in the Slack machine. So if you can make that a quick graphic. Ooh. Oh, friends. Herb, I used to get a haircut. Uh, over on 87th uh, Street. It was a little past Cicero. Mm-hmm. Hell. Maybe even past uh, past Central. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mario uh, was the man. It was Mario and Sons. So not only did you get Mario, you probably got Mario Jr. Okay. And uh, my dad used to get his hair cut. After, you know, I'd go first. My dad would get his hair cut. And then uh, they'd toss me bubble gum, like a double bubble, yeah. as, as they cut my dad's hair and I'd be diving all around the, the fucking barbershop trying to catch these damn bubble gu- uh, double bubble. So I feel very proud. Uh, shout out to Mario because I caught those socks on a fly. <laughs> um, Kevin, not only do I have a great arm, but uh, I got great eye coordination. So I My barber is also named Mario. Fun fact. Look he, at that. He works at Mario's Barbershop, but it's on the north side. See, but it's all Mario. I, send me that address because I, I need a barber. So <laughs> anyways. Um, Can I go to back her, to the wh- chat real quick, uh? Yeah, somebody before, wants to know uh, what the announced attendance was, uh, and it was you got that sixteen thousand six hundred and eighty-one people Ooh. announced. Yikes! I don't know if that many people were out there. Our own Vinny Duber was out there enjoying the game as a fan today. So fan his his wife, my wife. Um, you want to help this? You can put there. You go. Um, <laughs> his wife. Yep. Uh, had a little Polish right. Mm-hmm. But she had a pro move of putting some elotes on the Polish. Delicious. I'm surprised that wasn't a, f- a special feature of the White Sox. Um, so Kevin's a, a stud producer, WGN's finest. And uh, we're going to go to this photo that I just popped into Slack. And uh, two home runs were hit today. Not only did Jake Berger hit his second home run in a row, he had a home run yesterday, and this is why we saw this celebration. But Andrew Vaughn led off. The White Sox not let off because Andrew Benatendi got out leading off for the White Sox. And then Vaughn went deep. But Andrew Vaughn hit his second home run of the year. Jake Berger hit his seventh home run of the year. Team leading. Team seventh, leading. Seventh home run. Mercy. As a guy who didn't start with the team. But we got a home run celebration. So in honor of Schwo and his super chat that we're going to read right now, uh, we have a home run celebration that we were ready to pitch all throughout the Toronto series, and then Jake Berger was a jerk and hit a home run yesterday. So we couldn't actually bust it out. And then uh, our guys, though, on Twitter was like, oh, I've been saying the White Sox need a home run celebration. It's not true. He has. But also, I've been waiting. I bought this bid on Monday, and they just sucked all throughout Toronto. <laughs> We've been tortured. with they, They've lost nine straight games, people. Uh, but let's go to the, the Super Chat, friends. Uh, and you could join the show anytime you want, Chicago fan. Don't worry. Uh, if you guys just put up a graphic that said, this team sucks, we didn't watch either, and just took a night off, uh, I think we would all understand. Schwo, does this answer your question? I'm trying to have fun, baby. It's a Friday night. Uh, you know, it's a Friday night. They have me here. Of course I'm going to win $185. Of course I'm going to win socks math, baby. What? I got to entertain my damn self because this team ain't going to win a game. No. I mean, we can't just keep on coming in here and saying, oh, this thing happened and that thing happened and the White Sox lost. You guys wouldn't tune in for that. We got to just have fun because we know that this team is lost. They're not going to win this year. I just brought up the whole thing of that tomorrow is the actual anniversary of the Lee Elia rant 
40-year anniversary. Did Paul Konerko buy that recorder? I mean, I don't know. I mean, he probably did. I mean, he Kevin, was always been, he's always been wanting to get that recorder from Les Grobstein, who was the only person recording the Lee Elia rant. Stretch. And they won. At the time that, that that rant happened, I think they were 5-14. Nice and 14. <laughs> Not as bad as the White Sox no. were. They finished that year 71-91. and 91. I asked the people, I was like, are the White Sox going to get close to that? And I asked them, are, is Pedro Grafal going to give us a diatribe like he, like Lee Elia did? Maybe not to the media, but God damn it. That man gave what the, whatever the home plate upper, Marvin Hudson, a Ooh. earful today for his second ejection <laughs> in a row by my guy Pedro Grafal. That was a good thing to see that they actually have – Fire and Pedro was pissed and rightfully so because Marvin Hudson didn't give his team a chance to actually retaliate or to do something else. He gave both teams a warning when Zach Eflin purposely threw a ball in oh. the back of purposely oh. of Luis Roberts' back. Zach Eflin has explained the backstory because I I don't buy it. I didn't Zach ask Eflin. point real quick. I didn't I didn't ask you during the game yeah. because I wanted you to sell me during the show. Yes. You you brought up that you thought there there was Purpose. something that happened in the last game or something. Uh these teams just recently saw each other. Um the Rays swept the White Sox. I don't know if you knew that. Yes. Um but I, I didn't I didn't know about this whole Eflin backstory and you believe that Robert got thrown at at purpose because yes. that's the second or I think the first hit batter that Robert uh, that Eflin has had. Yes. And it's now the what he's walked three guys now. Yes. And only hit one batter. Exactly. So he's got really great control. So yes. why do you think it was on purpose? I don't know if he got mad at the White Sox celebration where you're talking about that Andrew Vaughn home run. <laughs> they were on that the top step giving him the jersey on the field before he descends into the dugout. Maybe he saw that because the next pitch goes to Luis Roberts' back. And it was obvious, as you just brought up the stats, Zach Eflin has premium control. And he did that on purpose. I was thinking, why would you do that? It's the White Sox. You don't need to hit them to send a message. But also, he's like, it's the White Sox. They're not going to hit me because subsequently they uh, ground to a double play in that inning, so the inning was over. But... It was on purpose, and maybe Lucas Giolito, his last start versus the Rays, he hit a batter up and in. Um, maybe they took exception to that. Remember, he hit the guy in um, Minnesota and injured him. Tucker, it was not Tucker Barnard. It's your guy, the shortstop, uh, Kyle Farmer. Oh, but maybe God. they took exception to the last start with Lucas Giolito. But I definitely something happened with that home run celebration that Zach Eflin wasn't fucking with. And he just hit Luis Robert in the back for no damn reason. I don't. I'm. I'm not a fan of that. Not at all. And Pedro went absolutely off. That was great. Yes. I, it was good to see a little fire out of that team. I Who's knew that the home home plate on? Uh, Marvin Hudson, I believe his name is. Bum. Um, you could have said Bum Hudson. That would have worked. Yeah, but yeah, it's good to see the fire. And I knew like it's going to be some fire, but I didn't know if oh, it was going to work out. Here it is, right picture. there. Look at that. Oh, yeah, Marvin Hudson on the left is Pedro Grafal just Bum. on fire. MF and him spitting his face, saying all the good words to him. It's like, you oh. ain't shit. I'll see you in the parking lot. You ever talk to me again? I'm from Miami. I will take care of you, Marvin. Those glasses just say, those sunglasses oh, those kind of just tell the story. Yeah, those are those transitions? Those are transitions. Oh, that's, a, that's a real yeah. MF. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be you, transitions. Ooh. You know, we so the whole. Can you show the uh, Andrew Vaughn thing that I shared in Slack? 
the whole thing that I just uh, joked when I saw this, Jake Berger put this on in the, the dugout. They put a little hat on him. Um, I immediately go to the jacket. This one? And I just Andrew thought, Vaughn Richie Aprile, the jacket, you know? The jacket. The jacket. Uh, I'm so glad Richie Aprile died. Oh, hell yeah. That was great. Him and, him and uh, Joey Pants. Yeah, uh, Ralphie uh, Cifaretto. Uh, Ralphie Cifaretto. But, oh, Courtney should join. Schwo was saying that guest segment where Courtney gives her take on the socks. Who, my uh, fiance Courtney? Hell yeah. She's sitting at home probably pissed what's, off. What's, I don't know what's why, her email? Come I don't on. know why Courtney's watching the show. Stop watching. We have a, we, so we have a bum lawyer in Rick Hahn, right? Mm-hmm. We can get a cool lawyer in Courtney. Not a lawyer yet. She's got to wait a, I year, got fa- I, a know, year plus. Hey, I got, I got, she doesn't have to prove it, you know? She does. She, she's got my faith. She does. The, <laughs> like Illinois, the, White Sox. the Illinois Bar Association says she has to prove it. Boo. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, just real quick, you brought up uh, Les Gropstein yes. and this lovely, lovely uh, bobblehead that the score, and I think, I want to give him credit, the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum. Wow. I think it's Autograph One is the actual person that made it. You guys ever been um, there? That place is awesome, by the way. The Bobblehead Hall of it? Fame? It's in Milwaukee. Really? Yeah. I'm already out, Kevin. I know you're a big-time Milwaukee guy. a Marquette guy. Well, I'm a Milwaukee guy, but not a Milwaukee oh. sports fan. I've never been, so I'd write. It. I'd go there to write it off. It's you know cool. What I'm saying? It's worth it. Worth your, worth your time. That seems cool. Um. Anyways, Lee Elio, you brought up that rant. He's holding a little recorder right there. Yep. Um, That's and this the rant. This is a cool-ass bobblehead. Oh, oh, boy. All right, I'm going to... Here, give me it. I shouldn't hold that with socks on. I don't actually have my th- opposable thumbs. He was the only person in there with a microphone. You don't have to play anymore. Look at that. That's the perfect one. <laughs> perfect. Um, but yeah, uh, shout out to Grobber. What a what a lovely presence. R.I.P. Lester. It's somehow like, you know, there are show writers yeah. that create characters. Mm-hmm. Les Grobstein was somehow a character that a show writer could not even think of. No. That man was so uniquely his own. He is one of one. Oh, God. There will be no one like Les Grobstein. Um, Ever again. Our guy, John Froelich, who brought us pizza, I think, that one time. Free socks tickets at work today. Nobody (laughs) wanted them. So, that was funny. I went yesterday. We're, when Jake Berger hit his home run again. And the reason we have the socks was we thought the home run celebration, and I guess I should put them back on. Herb, can you put them on? Um, can't. I, huh? <laughs> Why? Put them over your hands. It's okay. I'm sorry. Oh. We'll do this really quick. Um, and, Kevin, let me know if I'm getting – you don't need to put them on. Uh, I just kind of gave them to sh- I already so you put myself on the them. screen wearing them earlier. Really yeah. Nice. Um, they, do, they do. Shout out to Target um, for the what, – what, what brand is this? I don't know. We didn't pay us. KKK. Who cares? One short. Who cares? Uh, so what Vinny and I called it would be the Soctopus, right? So you so, have to have four people? I guess it would be four. You have to have four people. Well, oh. Steven, whoever our producer is, have him to be. Yeah, but we only have six socks. Mm, the point them. was that we would have, I guess, I guess just you and I, where it would be, and I'm going to get up, but it would basically be like you get it in the dugout. We got to hear it. You got to move your arms like under you, like an octopus would. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to move your. Right, you're weird. <laughs> yeah, I got what you're talking about. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm, I'm, you just got to. It would be funnier if you did the bit. It'd be funnier if you did the bit. Yeah, I get, I get it. I'm weird, but they they've lost nine fucking games in a row. 
They lost. Not, they said their slogan this year was "Prove It," and all they've proven is that they're a they're a bullshit baseball organization. Mm-hmm. So of course we have to do the octopus bit because they're a bullshit baseball team. Can I ask you a question? They're I'll, making us work on a Friday night, Herb. They are. This is the best bit I have. It is. We it got was good. forty more minutes to I, talk about this bullshit no, baseball 40, team. That's way too much. Um, <laughs> do you think? And I, your guy spoke yesterday, Rick Hahn. He's the general manager Strange. of the White Sox. Do you think that? This losing streak and this team being so poor will finally get him what he's been deserving for years. No. A firing. No. Okay. Accountability. Remember, uh, Kenny, Kenny Williams made a, made a point to pick up that phone and say accountability. You think they're going to finally see accountability? I, I would hope so. I hope that Jerry yeah. or somebody up there, Kenny is his boss. If he wants accountability and if he's talking about it, fire Rick Hahn. And then look in the mirror, fire that guy who's looking back at you. Because this is unacceptable for anybody, much less a team that's supposed to be in their championship window. These windows are shit. They're crappy windows made by some of the worst companies of all time. These guys have been with the club for at least 20 years plus. And what have they done? Kenny won a World Series. You got to give that to him. What has Rick done? What do you do here, Rick? What is he good at? <laughs> what is Rick Hahn good at? Please tell me. Somebody out there who is a Rick Hahn bot that is uh, uh, either former Rick Hahn bot or current Rick Hahn bot, please tell me what he does well. Please, Jesus, tell me what he does well. Because um, there's nothing that I can think of right now. This is a great time to take a break because we'll get oh, into yeah. Rick Hahn's quote from yesterday. If you do want to Rick read Rick Hahn's quotes, you can go to allchgo.com. And Vinny Duber wrote an article about uh, talking to White Sox general manager Rick Hahn. Uh, Jared Willis will be joining us from the ballpark later as well to talk about this loss. Um, and Andy saying uh, uh, marijuana alert. Relax, buddy. I wish. They've lost nine straight games. I wish we All had right. marijuana here, kid. I, there is no joy. There is no happiness. There is no relief from this pain. I would be smiling All if right. he had some marijuana. Um, he would and I got to drive If Herb too. had marijuana, he would be doing the Soxtopus bit with me, and yet he, <laughs> here he is not doing it. I'm sorry. I made, him put, I made him put white socks on his, crew white socks on his hands, and he still wouldn't just move his arms. That's all I needed you to do, and you wouldn't play along. I'm sorry. Edgardo, it, you're right. He knows how to BS fans, yes, and oh, the media. absolutely. And the media alike. That's it, because he's a lawyer, baby. Um, all right, let's uh, take a quick break. Are we doing the ComEd read right now, we're Sean? N- we're not doing the oh, ComEd read. Oh, we're so close. Uh, how do we watch the game, Herb? We watch the game on Fubo TV. Fubo TV. 140-plus live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. I took that picture of Andrew Vaughn in the mobster jacket. We didn't really do a good job of explaining the mobster jacket to the podcast listeners. Well, they it's didn't do a, a good job explaining that they had a mobster jacket. Some yeah. dude said he looks like an Orthodox Jewish guy. That's true. Going down the street. He that does. was a Cespedes barbecue. And he does. Um, he, the only thing he's missing is the uh, the hair. Yeah. The, the, the locks. Um, it's a weird trench coat, a black trench coat. And then they put all these, like, socks, stickers. Weird logos. Patches. Yeah, the socks, south side one, the white socks, SOX, going down the chest. Yeah, it's weird. And then they put a plain black fedora on the man <sighs> who hit a home run. It's just so weird. I, I would, I, the, they need And also, need not the original Tommy, either. They need the, the Tommy gun to, to top it off. The goddamn Blue Jays did this last year. Literally. You could have put socks on your hands and done the socks to puss. That's original. 
Uh, I did, and I don't know if Melissa's <laughs> hanging out with us tonight. I hope she's not. I hope she's enjoying mom? her family <laughs> and her, her Friday night. She was watching um, the game. I thought she was. She uh, probably is. She was in the Discord. She's I saw always, her. She's always writing and 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 doing her doing her stuff. Awesome White Sox fan. She suggested kind of along the same lines, and I got upset that I only bought six socks. But basically, there's a bucket back there uh, for Goose Island, I Hong see Kong, it in the, um, on the TV. She said, you know, fill a laundry basket of white socks and then, and then dump it on the uh dump it on the person who hit a home run i thought that would be funnier a white socks a white sock shower oh you we, know oh my god that's kind of fun melissa right melissa you should be calling the white socks up and asking them for a percentage once they do that because that would actually be funny and a good celebration see and yet they they got some weird stuff, and now now they're they're mobsters uh, who have lost nine straight games. You can watch the White Sox lose nine or probably ten straight games on Fubo TV, 140 plus live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. Kevin Wells lost his or watched his team lose on Fubo TV as well. Mm-hmm. Not only do they have NBC Sports Chicago, but they also have Marquee Network, so you can watch either the Cubs or White Sox with Fubo TV. They have the NHL draft on ESPN coming up. They have the NHL and NBA playoffs continuing. And, again, the Cubs and White Sox on Marquee Network and NBC Sports Chicago. My favorite part is 100 – or not 100. It's even better. 1,000 mm-hmm. hours oh, of Cloud wow. DVR included at no extra charge. And there's no contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. And you can start watching immediately with a seven-day free trial when you go to the link in the description. That's FuboTV.com slash CHGO to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. And again, you can get a seven-day free trial when you go to FuboTV.com slash CHGO. And Herb, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Delicious 312 from our folks at Goose Island. Can we shout out the folks? Can we shout out those lovely folks? How f- how full is that fridge over there? Oh, man, goodness. This is a bigger... That's a uh, tall boy. This is a 16-ouncer, which Mercy. I usually have a 12-er when I'm drinking uh, on the show. But they have a lot of the uh, hazy IPAs. Yeah. They have some of those uh, tropical beer hugs. Mm-hmm. Delicious. They have the regular IPAs, the green IPAs. They do. I saw those. And then they oh, have yeah. that new Pilsner, too. Yeah. Oh, the, the full pills. Yeah. That one's real good. Uh, the full pocket pills, that's an everyday beers. So that's what the brewers are drinking, uh, and they're drinking that over at the Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or their tap room in Fulton Street in Westtown, Goose Island Beer Company. It's Chicago's beer, uh, and that's why we're drinking it. Um, and that's what you can enjoy at the at Sox Park as well. The, they got the, they got those tall boys over at the, uh, the 100 level where you can go grab and go. They got those in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, I was at the 300 level. They got them up there, the little tall boys. So... Friends, if you're at guaranteed rate, United sure Center also has these too. Um, that's the zip code, friends. Uh, let's go out to guaranteed rate field. Um, and Courtney's saying, "Hi, Herbert Sean, can you please address some worries that Jerry might sell the team, and then the team would relocate?" Hashtag thanks. Uh, Jerry will probably sell the team before he passes. Um, that's I don't think that happens happen. to everybody, folks. I don't think that's um, going to happen. I think it'll happen, but I don't think anybody who acquires the team will ro- relocate them. So I do think the White Sox, being in Chicago, will always stay in Chicago. So I wouldn't have a worry of the third largest market losing a team. Yeah. Um, but I do think Jerry will sell. And the White Sox are a charter member of the American League, so it would be hard for somebody to say, hey, we're moving them to Nashville. We're moving them to Tampa or Florida yeah. like he was going to. Yeah, that's not going to Weird. Um, let's go out to Guaranteed Rate Field where Jerry Reinsdorf built it, doesn't own it. 
um, his stadium, uh, where they've lost nine straight games. Hi, Jared. Uh, Jared, it's not your fault that they've lost nine straight games. And you can find Jared on Twitter at Jay Willis, and it's wise instead of eyes. Um, Jay Willis on Twitter. What's up, Jared? How are you? Well, I wish I had uh, better news to report from uh, yeah, Guaranteed Rate tonight, that. but, you know, that's that's where things are at right now. But I'm doing well otherwise. That's good. Uh, what is the cigar for the way home? I'm glad you asked. I've got an Oracle tonight. What is that? Um, what is that? We, I don't want to talk about this White Sox game. What What does Oracle mean, and is that from Cuba? It's not from Cuba. Okay. Um, it's just the brand. And it's a it's a darker wrapper, so it's a little bit of a um, a richer flavor. Um, you know, maybe not like your entry level cigar. You know, and but I felt like on a chillier April evening, it was the way to go. So yeah, I'm gonna light that thing up as soon as uh, as soon as I get out of here tonight. Are you a cigar smoker? I smoked some at the other day. Uh, the the tailgate. Yeah, the, the home Chicago, Yes, uh, sports bums. Yeah, Chicago bums nice. gave me a. Gave me a cigar. I, I smoked it. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I got really, you know, the head got a little high swimming in it. Do I you know what like, brand it was? No, I don't do that. All right. Um, I, somebody clipped it for me. Somebody lit it for me. And I just smoked it. I don't know how to smoke anything, Sean. Cigarettes, cigars, weed, etc. Right. But, Jared, <laughs> um, it was a good performance by Lucas Gilito. Let's start with the positive. Yeah. Lucas Gilito was out there dealing. You know, he got that Aaron run in the first inning. Because this team is dumb, and Lenin Sosa doesn't know how to throw home. But what did Lucas say about his stuff today and how his outing went today? Well, he, I mean, first of all, he was, like, visibly unhappy. Um, Not because of his performance, of course, but because of the way that things turned out tonight. Um, You could tell that he had put a lot on himself uh, to come through for his team, put them in a position to win, and, you know, in spite of – what from him was a really great night. I mean, he was he was as good as you can ask for. Uh, it just didn't work out. It didn't happen. Um, in fact, Pedro Grafal, when he came into the post-game press conference, before anybody could even ask a question, he immediately started talking about how, how great Giolito was. Um, and one of the things that made it so important was, as we all know, that bullpen got pretty heavily taxed yesterday, and so they're a little shorthanded. And so... He said Giolito went into this game knowing I need to get as many innings as possible um, in order to save some of those arms in the bullpen. Um, so I want to go to Giolito. You said he was visibly upset. I don't think he wanted to be taken out of the game. Thankfully, you know, they bring in Reynaldo Lopez. He gets the out. No damage is done there. But did Lucas talk about what he was pleading with, with Charlie Montayo after Pedro Grafal got bumped. And also, we talked about Pedro Grafal showing that energy. We saw once he got into the dugout, he talked to Lucas Giolito. And Vinny brought up, like, Lucas, uh, Lucas Giolito and Pedro Grafal having a conversation about Pedro Grafal seeing that guy on the mound. You know, when Lucas Giolito has that mm-hmm. swagger, when he has that intensity. We saw that intensity tonight, when he has that intensity like he did in Game 3 uh, in 2020. Um did he mention the Pedro conversation to accelerating his performance tonight? And did he talk about Charlie Montoyo taking him out there? Because it felt like he really wanted to stay in that game and really felt the intensity throughout the game tonight. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't mention, um, 
anything about when, you know, when he was taken out there in the seventh inning. Um, although it did look like a spot where, you know, he could have stuck in there for another batter. You could tell that he wanted to, um, but he didn't, he didn't get into that. Uh, but one of the things that uh, Grafol mentioned in particular was when, you know, when he came out there and, and showed that energy and got ejected, um, he was pretty plain about the fact that, that the rule where, because their pitcher hit uh, one of the White Sox batters, both sides get warned. Um, he was he was very vocal, Grafol was, about the fact that he thinks, I know that's the rule, I don't agree with the rule, I don't like the rule, um, and so I'm never going to let something like that just, just happen without saying something to the umpires. Because his feeling was, my team hadn't done anything in this case, and so now we're sort of being punished here. And he mentioned specifically, Grafol did, um, the fact that after that, perhaps Giolito has to work a little harder to be careful in the strike zone because if he accidentally hits somebody, then then you've got a serious problem. And so I asked Lucas about that afterward. You know, hey, you know, did you feel like your strike zone shifted on you at all um, after that? He said no. His response was, I'm pitching inside no matter what. If I hit somebody, I hit somebody. Did Pedro talk about that first inning blunder by Lenin Sosa and what happened there? Because when we saw that, it was like, same old White Sox, just dumb baseball players. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why Lenin Sosa's holding the ball. No matter what, if Andrew Vaughn's not covering second, throw it home to protect the run. It's just, ugh. But Pedro did speak about that, Jarrett? He, he definitely did. Um, because, and he had actually talked before the game about the importance of not making, you know, mental mistakes on defense. No you know, loss of focus mistakes. And so it was, you know, he had just spoken about that before the game, and then you get this play in the first inning. And the first thing Grafol mentioned about it was the fact that no one was covering second base. There was nobody there, and there needed to be somebody there so that you could, that, that's the first option is go to second base. Um, but when he was asked about, well, why, you know, do you, why not throw home at that point just to keep the runner on third? And his response was, that's, you know, that's your last resort option. You don't want to make that throw home if you don't have to, which I understand in theory, but I think given the situation, the, the move was you need to throw the ball home um, because you you gave up a pretty easy run there right out of the gate because you you try to go to second when nobody's really there. And that, that decision just didn't make sense. I think Grafol's answer probably stems a little bit from the fact that he he's trying to protect his players to some degree. Um, but yeah, my, my reaction was watching it throw the ball to home. That's there's nobody there at second. Don't try to make that happen. You got to go home. But either way, he talked about don't make mental mistakes. And then you get a mental mistake in the first inning. Um, I want to scroll up to Fred's comment real quick, but the Lenin play, do you think it symbolizes maybe Lenin not being here in opening day? maybe not getting the same infield drills that all of these starters would be. And maybe if that was, you know, helps Andrews at second because Tim's healthy and playing shortstop, that that play would be made normally. I thought, too, I, I brought this up to Herb, why don't you throw behind the runner at third because you have Berger there, and then Berger can throw home. You can get him in a rundown. Vaughn, who's going to second, can then go over to third and cover third. You know, Diaz isn't the fastest runner, and he's the most important guy to get out because – He's going to score the run. And there's two outs as well. We see we see the Sox have mm -hmm. an, another blunder with two outs. But did Pedro talk about 
you know, maybe Lenin's greenness. And also Fred said uh, some nice quotes from Grafal after the game, starting to call out the team. Did you feel any quotes of, of call out? Maybe it's not Lenin specific. Yeah. I mean, he, and he, even before the game, uh, Grafal was, was really kind of, you know, putting calling the team out without necessarily calling out specific people. And there was some of that in the post game too. Um, but he didn't mention anyone specifically. Again, I think because, you know, he, as the manager, he's, he's probably being mindful of, I don't want to put quotes out there with specific players' names attached to it. I'll have that conversation uh, privately. For what it's worth in the locker room afterward, you know, he spent quite a bit of time talking to Elvis Andrus and, you know, some of those other infielders. Um, they were far enough away and speaking in Spanish that I can't tell you what they were, you know, what the conversation was. But, you know, it looked like one of those, hey, we need to go over this moment. Um, and it, in my, my thinking is, regardless of who's on the field, you're a major leaguer. That's a play you, you need to know what to do. You know, I, I coach my son's nine and 10 year old team and we spend most of our practices on situational defense. What do you do when you get the ball in this situation? So to me, I, I understand, you know, you're, you don't get as much experience if you're Lenin Sosa, you're not out there as much, some of those kinds of things, but I, I very much think you're a major leaguer. It should, it should practically be muscle memory. You get the ball, Here's what I do with it. Um, and so, yeah, just another another example of a, a mental mistake that shouldn't have happened. And I know the White Sox are just going to try to continue down this path as they don't have answers to why they're losing nine in a row, which they lost eight in a row last year in April. But is there a point or did somebody speak about it where you just got to say fuck it, like a, for lack of a better term, fuck it. Like we're, let's do something different than we've been doing because what we've been doing is crap. And look at the results, 7-20. and 20. Now, this is, let's just do something different. Let's go this way instead of going the way that we've been going because, obviously, it's not working. I, I would say that if that conversation's happening, they're, they're happening at, that it's happening away from reporters with, with reporters in front of them. These guys, you know, they, they were, we got Kendall Graveman spoke to us afterward. Lucas Giolito did, and they were both, like I said, both of them emotional. Um, you know, Graveman was choked up. This is so like, it matters to these guys. This really means something to them. But what Giolito said in particular was, you know, it, everybody's trying out there. It's not for lack of any, any kind of effort, but you know, trying doesn't count when you don't win. It doesn't, you know, it, that doesn't get you a W. Um, and so, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some internal conversations about like whatever that looks like. We got to mix some things up. Maybe that's some batting order stuff, different people in different spots, some changes that need to happen. Um, it, it, yeah, it wouldn't shock me at all if that that's being talked about. And I was wondering too, did Pedro like? Because this is the thing I've been pounding. Jake Berger went what two for three today, almost hit two home runs, a home run, and another Mercy, driven yeah. in. He said in sixth. Like, he's your best hitter. Yeah. Move him up so he can hey, bat more times. Real quick, was he on the opening day roster? He was not, and he leads the team in home runs with seven. How many is – who's who's in second? It's Luis Robert, five. He's been stuck there forever. Thank but you. But is there any – like, I know they probably didn't talk about it, but, I like, Pedro's got to see – that's one of the things that I would say. 
my best hitter has got to be hitting more, so let's hit him third or fourth instead of Luis Robert, who's struggling, and Aloy Jimenez, who's not doing anything. So that's my thing. I don't know if he said anything about it. I just wanted to get that out, Jared. Sorry. He, yeah, he didn't say it, but I, I agree with you. I think this is this is a time when you need to explore a move like that, when maybe it's Berger that needs to be up there in the third or the fourth spot. You l- let Robert come down to the sixth until he gets things sorted out, and then you can shift shift back. But, um, he, I mean, tonight, you look at what he did. It was, what, three, three ground outs, and the only time he got on base was a hit-by-pitch. So yeah. um, that's you can't have that happening in your third spot. Uh, Jared, I do want to go a little bit more into Jake Berger, though. Did did or a little kind of kind of grade more? Um, you said he was teared up. Did he talk about pitching on back to back days? Did he talk about maybe just the matchup of Paredes being difficult? I, I mean, what was? I mean, what led to ultimately the game winning home run? Did he talk about that? Yeah, what what he said for that was um, that he felt like he had made a good pitch. It wasn't a mistake pitch, but it was a, you know, Paredes just got him. You know, his, his quote, you know, I'm quoting from memory here was, he was better than me in that moment. Um, and you tip your cap to him, which is, you know, the, the baseball cliche. But the fact that he said he was better than me in that moment, he felt like he'd made his pitch. But Paredes, who was red hot tonight, especially, it's, it's one of those one of those things, unfortunately. The only thing he, he said as far as back-to-back was feeling really frustrated about um, I gave up home runs back-to-back nights. And that, that especially was – and I think he said that doesn't sit well with me. Um, so didn't mention anything about, like, it's tough going back-to-back, although that very well could be the case, but didn't say anything along those lines. I mean, he's a veteran, so he probably knows – our bullpen got used a lot last night. If I'm going to have to go out there again, I'm going to go out there and try to do my job. And he did get the two strikeouts to kind of limit, really limit the damage of that inning. But unfortunately, the offense didn't come through in the bottom of the ninth. Absolutely. Um, and the, the biggest thing, too, I mean, I know all these guys are trying. I mean, Lucas Giolito and that, that comment you brought up earlier. I don't want to blame these guys. I don't want to blame Pedro Grafal. I mean, first off, I mean, he got ejected in the first inning. Tough to blame him. Wasn't around. Um, I, it goes to Rick Hahn. Not only Rick Hahn because he assembled the team, but for what Rick Hahn symbolizes enough to the point where Berto from the West Side is now a celebrity. It symbolizes Jerry Reinsdorf and, you know, the middle finger that he's given to the White Sox. I, I wanted to bring this stat up a, a, a bit ago when Brian Reynolds signed his $100 million uh, contract, but I'll bring it up now. I find it laughable that in 1996, the largest contract ever was signed in November for Albert Bell, $11 million a year. The White Sox just broke the franchise record this year. What is that, 25 years later? Bumping it up to $15 million a year. And the quote in the baseball almanac, the almanac, this isn't, you know, a biased writer says basically it was Jerry Reinsdorf giving the middle finger to the other owners after the strike saying, oh, I could flex my financial muscle signing this guy to $11 million a year. Obviously, he didn't play for the White Sox for five straight years, but I find it really laughable when he says, you know, Rick Hahn uh, and, and Vinny wrote about this yesterday, put it on me. Of course, we're going to put it on you. 
who else would we put it on? Yeah. I, I know. I don't know if you have a specific take on this, but it is kind of the, the big topic we're going to talk about after uh, we let you go and, and smoke your Oracle. Um, do you have a take on the, on the put it on me quote from, from Rick Hunt? Yeah, I read Vinny's article from yesterday and every, anybody who hasn't yet, you should because um, there's, there's a lot of good stuff in there because I think Vinny really captured what Rick was saying, but also placed it in appropriate context. Because it is, it is the kind of comment where it, it sounds really good. Yeah, put it on me. The responsibility is on me. And it's one of those things that when you step back for a second, it's like, well, duh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> of course it is. That's, we already knew that. Um, and so, you, yeah, I can appreciate that he's, he's going to say that. But, yeah, this is, this is the roster that you put together. And this is the performance that they're giving you. And, yes, there have been injuries. Yes, there have been there are things like that. But every single team deals with those things. Um, what I look at is stuff like tonight where you get the mental mistakes, but then you also get, um, I don't know if you guys mentioned this already, but 0 for 10 with runners in scoring position. They, they no, stranded didn't. runners like nobody's business tonight. That was horrible. So, you know, the, the lineup that you've, you've assembled, that's how they perform when there's runners in scoring position in a game like this. You, you can't have that. Yeah, I mean, they got two solo shots. I mean, thankfully, they got a walk-off Zach Eflin. I was surprised uh, when they had two face, uh, base runners in the first inning with uh, Robert getting hit and Jimenez at second. Still couldn't do anything with it, but, uh, hey, at least they got that solo shot from Andrew Vaughn in the first inning. Um, I want to go to Alex Cotto real quick, who's saying how long until they hit the panic button. I want to throw this not only to Jared, but also you, Herb, and I'm going to throw it to you first. Aren't they already panicking? Aren't we already hearing about pressing? I would think so, I if you lose all the games, I mean, that didn't they Lance have, Lynn say that just not a, a couple on, uh, minutes on, uh, ago to a uh, foul territory? AJ, yeah, AJ Brzezinski and foul territory, Scott Braun and those folks. Yeah, they should already hit the panic button. It's been horrible start to this year, a historically horrible start to this year. I think Kevin came up with uh, they've it's their worst start since what 1950? 1950. Yeah, 1950. Yeah, so it's been a minute. <laughs> I wasn't alive a back minute. then. I know. I know you thought I One was minute. alive. I was not alive in 1950. But not so, that old. yeah, I, I would think the panic button has been smashed right now, and they don't have any panic button to hit anymore because it's been destroyed. So, I don't know what they are. They should do. But one of those things that I think a bad team should always do is just reach into like Pedro tomorrow. Just like okay, I have the nine people I want. Reach to a, a bag and say, okay, you're first up, Yasmani. <laughs> Second up, uh, Sebi. Oh, weird. That's weird. Uh, Gavin Sheets, third. You know, type of just what – if they lose, what what's different from the nine before? You know? So just go with it. So the panic button should have been pressed, should have been hit. And usually in Rick Kahn in those press conferences before the season, season starts or the series of uh, homestand starts, yeah. he's usually coming up smug. He's like – yeah, and we're fine. You know, it's early in the season. Nobody's worrying about a series in Mar April and March. He, yesterday, looked sullen. He looked like he hadn't slept in a while. And I'm not trying to give him any comfort or any type of excuse. But usually he's, you know, smug about it. And it's like, oh, I haven't heard from those fans that you're talking about, the fans that I hear from. I read all, fan mail every day. Are all about all the White Sox. They're, they're all happy about it. This time, he was like, nah, yeah, my job might be in jeopardy. I ain't a king. You know? So it looked like he himself was understanding that the gravity of this situation, that he might be gone, hopefully, eventually after this season is gone. But uh, the panic button needs to be hit 
really hard and continuously until they find a way to fire him, Kenny, and Jerry has to sell a team. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah. Um, no one are they said pressing the words, though? I mean, did you get that vibe yeah. in, in the clubhouse after nine straight losses? Yeah, I think there are a couple of the guys alluded to that. You know, they, they say it without saying it. They're, no one's going to say the words "we're pressing" or "we've hit the panic button." But there's, you know, there's a lot of kind of hinting at that and alluding to that because um, I think that it has to be the reality. There's these guys are, you know. There's no way that they're not. They'd be crazy not to be at this point, because um, even if you, you you take away the nine game losing streak, this was still a team that was below well below 500 before all this happened. Mm-hmm. So this is just really like accentuated the problem. But the problem was there already. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the problem's been there since uh, I don't know when was Rick Hahn hired. Um, probably for, for the actual GM job in 2012, uh, like December of 2012. So it's been around for 11 years. The problem's been real. Um, Jared, we appreciate your coverage and make sure you follow Jared on Twitter at J Willis and it's wise instead of eyes. So make sure you're making that right. J Willis wise instead of eyes. Uh, we appreciate you not only covering, uh, the bad team in the Sox, but also the Cubs as good well. Team. The good team. They're scoring runs. We're glad to see that. Um, and we appreciate your coverage of the Sox doing the double duty as Vinny enjoys some hot dogs in the bleachers tonight. But uh, make sure you're following uh, Jared on Twitter and uh, enjoy the Oracle. Thanks, guys. And definitely check in to Jared. He has a segment, uh, Smoke Something. What is it Straight called? Smoke? Straight Smoke from Jared Straight Willis. Smoke. Straight smoke. smoke from Jerry Willis, he, where he smokes a c- cigar and gives you the straight smoke on what's going on in Chicago baseball. All the baseball. I mean, he, he ventures out. He's brave. He's bold. You got a you got a topic for the next one? Has it been posted? It has not. It is okay. currently in the works. Um, but I will be discussing the team on the other side of town. Oh, a little tease. Hey, man. Yes, we, yes I, a little bit. Even the h- most hardened White Sox fans is like, oh, you know what hurt Jerry Reinsdorf? If White Sox fans went to the Cubs side. That would hurt Jerry Ryan. So if you want to really hurt him, go over there. Hit, hit him where it I hurts. I wouldn't, but go ahead. Go over there. Make be it careful, hurt. Be careful. He's still in the building. Who? Oh, yeah. Jerry's right. still yeah. in the building. Yeah, Jerry. Yeah, don't don't get. Don't he get, might not be let out. Jerry, yeah. Jerry's goons might get to him. <laughs> uh, bye, Jerry. Enjoy the Oracle. Right. Appreciate it, my friends. See you guys. Um, yeah. Uh, poor Kendall, Kendall Graveman in tears. You know, you know his ass. Walked out of that bullpen and said, shit, I'm giving up a run. I mean, when I'm he giving up a run, oh boy! After a strikeout, he was very emotional. He was pissed at himself, and I'm sure that he doesn't know what's going on with himself. This year has been exceptionally bad for him. I think he's got a six plus ERA on the year. Last year, you could say whatever you want about Kendall Graveman. I thought he was actually decent last year. This year, he's been crap. There's Most a- of the bullpen's been crap, and you can say that their 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 leader's not there, but. When their leader's not there, you got to still p- perform. You're still getting paid. The check's still clearing, Kendall Graveman. And it's sad that you're sad, but that sadness ain't going to make you pitch better. Let's take a break, and I'll tell you about my favorite T word. All right, Herb, rack, rack, the, rack the, the dictionary for all your favorite T words. Kevin, you do it too. All right, uh, rack, rack your, your brain for all your T words. Okay. Um, we're going to tell you about FOCO real quick. Get fitted in the best sports gear around. They got hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between, especially because it's spring and baseball season. They have Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, and everything you need for a game. And they've given us lovely set decorations. Um, I don't know where the TA1 is. TA1's over there. I don't know if it's – I think it's off camera. Uh, and they have the Vinny one, a.k.a. the Southpaw one. 
uh, over there on the left side behind Herb. I think it's, oh, yeah, you could still see it. Right it's in the real corner right over there. It's kind of dark, but there. you can still see it. Um, so go show them some love. Check out foco.com, F-O-C-O.com, or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use the promo code C-H-G-O. That's us it for is. 10% off. Again, all nine pre-sale items use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. We also want to let you know about Shady Rays. You're not wearing your Shady Rays, Herb, because it is dark. You're not Corey Hart. I know. Is that Corey Hart? It is Corey Hart. He, he also played for the Brewers. He never surrenders. Uh, no, he doesn't. Uh, take on the shades, or take on the suns with shades built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead. With premium polarized shades at an affordable price, Shady Rays is an independent shade sunglasses company. I was going to say shades company. Sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn. They have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers an insane protection program for all of, eye- of their eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. And not only do they have your back if you break or lose your shades, but they have them if you don't like them. You can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk because, again... Their team has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO for 10% off two-plus pairs of polarized shades. Try for yourself shade, the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Herb, do you rate them five stars? I do. I rate them five stars, so that's 250,002 uh, people who have given them five stars. Herb, do you have the comment read for you? I do. Hey, Sean. Yeah, Herb. The Comet Energy. energy uh, three, Try it again. Two, three, one. Two, one. The Comet Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills. Now. And into the future, Sean. And they do that by offering a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across the territory. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems. We can hear the one behind us right now. Commercial kitchen equipment or industrial processes. Oh, Sean, how does it work? A lovely, authorized engineer. We'll work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person. Herb, you're in person for me right now. Yeah, I want to see this ComEd person. Or virtually, like Matthew, Clark, Melissa, Eduardo, uh, White Sox, Tom, all are for us. And they last approximately two hours, our show. Uh, Lasts approximately one. This one lasts approximately two. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that can they can start working on immediately and each recommendation will include estimated energy savings cost savings mm. project costs potential incentives and simple paybacks if you own a business do not wait get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips lighting incentives or to schedule your free facility assessment go to comet.com slash powering biz did you say comet.com slash powering biz b-i-z I did say it, and you should schedule it today. Clark Look at that. ask, socks need more energy. Can ComEd help? No. Uh, I mean, they because, actually can help. Uh, they can actually help them. Uh, no, because it's not ComEd's fault. It's Rickon's fault. <laughs> I blame it on him. Um, Kevin, you got that lovely Rickon video. 
We do you do. want to show it? Let's listen to Rick Hahn talk about. So what? Yeah. I mean, you kind of said it, but what is your message for fans who are understandably no, I, disappointed look, and upset right now? They're not alone. We're upset. We're feeling every emotion in the book, ranging from you know rage to disappointment, uh, and we've done perhaps the exact opposite of what we set out to do in terms of regaining our fans' confidence and trust in, in what we're about here. Uh, at the end of the day, we have to win. That's the way we're going to earn this back. Uh, we can sit here and, and talk about how it's early. We can sit here and talk about all these other teams that had rough starts but still turned it around and even won World Series after death, uh, after those rough starts. But in, it's not going to matter unless we start winning ball games, and that's that's we have the opportunity to start doing that tonight. And the focus and the commitment remains strong. But when you say we need to earn this back on the field, we know we're, we're doing quite the opposite of that, and we still have that important not just hole in the standings to dig out from, but hole in terms of regaining our fans' trust. We completely understand that, and and more than just empathize with the emotions they're feeling. Like, we're living it day in and day out, so absolutely understand any frustration, dissatisfaction, or finger-pointing even that's coming from outside the organization. Absolutely get it. So Rick Hahn said that, kind of echoing what Kenny Williams said of, we're all disappointed, we're all upset. And Rick Hahn said they're going to go out and they're going to prove it tonight. Herb, the issue with that, you already know. Yeah. You, you already know the issue with that is uh, Rick Hahn spoke yesterday. Yep. He spoke before the game yesterday. What did they do yesterday? They lost. What did they do tonight? They lost. Nine times. Nine times. Nine times in a row. You're saying prove it. Yeah. And the this thing is, is bad. They said prove it in the offseason, before the offseason. we got to regain the fans' trust and build. And they went out. This the is first, not what they set out to the do. The first person they went out to prove and give the fans' trust is Mike fucking Clevenger. Not only a bad <laughs> pitcher, a bad person. How was that supposed to be, hey, fans, we're giving you the shit bird and Mike Clevenger. Enjoy. And for Rick Hahn, who's been sitting in that job for more than 10 years, what does he do well? And tell me one player besides Tim Anderson that's actually reached his potential under Rick Hahn. One player that he drafted, oh, that uh, he cultivated. No, I got it. Carlos showed down. And they let his ass walk. Exactly. But, like, he was middling until his last year. And then he finally Amen. became the pitcher that they assumed him to be. And they're like, we're good. We don't even need to. Offer you a qualifying offer. Get out of here. We don't need to roll the dice. We got Mike Clevenger. A Nick, calculated risk. Nick Madrigal Bum. was a third pick in the draft. Third or fourth pick in the draft. Third. Bad. Oh, he might be fourth. We have Zach Collins was the 10th overall pick. Bad. Carson Fulmer was picked right before Ian Happ. Bad. Like, tell me what he does well. No, Jake Berger has not reached his potential. Jake Berger was the first-round pick, fourth. I believe. Uh, what? Fourth. First? Fourth? He was fourth overall. Fourth overall. Nick Magical, fourth overall. You're, you're Jake, right. Jake Berger has not reached his potential. Like, he hasn't been, yeah, he's doing well, but he hasn't reached his potential. Was he on the opening to roster? No, he wasn't. That's a big, like, thing. That's a big thing to me. I don't know. Yeah, don't so this is what I'm saying. What does he do well? 
and to sit up there be smug, to do all the things he does, to cancel Soxfest. I know he didn't do it himself, but this is all going to become going to come back to him because he's the front-facing voice of the White Sox. Kenny speaks very rarely. He needs to go to, he could take his World Series championship and enjoy. We'll see him in two or three years when we're celebrating the 20th anniversary of the, of the White Sox 2005 celebration. Cool. But Rick Hahn, for all the stuff that he says and does, he doesn't do anything well. He should be fired. He got overhired. And when he, once he does get fired, it'll be another person who hasn't earned the spot he's currently in, Chris Getz, as the minor league guy. The minor leagues is the worst minor leagues in baseball. And he's going to be promoted to general manager because Jerry sucks at his job as the owner. And this is a cyclical thing. That's why I start, you know, kind of pushing back from the White Sox. And if you guys and girls are out there watching the White Sox and that's your main team, and that's cool, start watching another team. Start watching another team and start enjoying baseball because that's what you're here for. Life is short to sit here and just be a fan of one team that doesn't care about you. And that's another thing. I think the the White Sox and their ownership in the front office actively does not like their fan base. I don't say that flippantly, but what have they done for you as a fan that you say, these people care about me personally as a fan, a person who's coming to their ballpark after all the shit that they've put us through, and they say, hey, fan, this is for you. Thank you for being loyal to us. No, they raised the ticket prices to you guys after that shitty year. Parking went up. Yeah, parking's dumb. You can't get in the ballpark at a reasonable time. If you're going 15 minutes before a first pitch on a game that's only got 25,000 people there, you're not getting to that game until the first inning's over. And that's a shame. What do they do well? Please, cheer for another team. You can keep an eye on the White Sox. You can check in with us every once in a while if you don't want to watch the games if you think we're fun and shit. But Rick Hahn, he should be fired. I've said this for a long time. I'm glad a lot of people are along with us. I don't want the White Sox to be this bad. And I know he's like, oh, you guys want us to be bad. No, Rick. This show in particular would do numbers if you were actually fucking good. We still get people here. Our loyal audience is awesome. But then we'll get the casual people who like baseball and say, I want to be a part of that great, fun team. Somebody well, mentioned the Pirates. Pirates are loved. People, Somebody's mentioned the, the Orioles. I love the Orioles. The Padres. All these teams are fun. They're fun, young, happening teams. The White Sox used to be that. In 2020, people were like, let's go. And I want that change the game team. And That's the White Sox have been fucked up since then. And that guy fucking promised a parade he did that's why all of those casual fans get turned off because you ran your mouth yep. about something you don't know about yep you were in the building when a world series happened doesn't mean you know the formula nope doesn't mean you know the way to get there and it's so clear game in and game out that this organization is a complete clown show they are absolutely like you're saying and that's why when Kendall Graveman's breaking down, it's not his fault. I, we, we, you knew that shit was happening. You knew, no, you knew that I shit knew was that happening. I knew that shit was happening. I want to. You actually bet the 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 run was going to be scored in the ninth inning. I want fifty dollars. Yeah, one hundred eighty-five dollars on them scoring that run. Why? Because Kendall Graveman was used yesterday. Ronaldo Lopez was used yesterday. Joe Kelly was used yesterday in a game that was ten plus runs. Also, we're at Gavin Floyd Likes. Shout out. Please hit that thumbs up button if you're hanging out. But 
it's so easy to tell. Because Kendall Graveman, the guy that's making $8 million a year, that Rick Hahn, the guy that's saying, put it on me, of course we're going to put it on you, paid Kendall Graveman to be this shutdown guy. Do you know when he's not shut down? Um, most times this when, year. When he's used two days in a row. He was, he was bad yesterday, don't get me wrong. He's but I knew he was giving up that run, and why? Why, Herb? In his two years as a White Sox, I love stats. Yep, you do. It's a little trend. We love the T word. I brought up T word earlier. It's a trend. Mm. How many earned runs has Kendall Graveman given up in 15 and a third innings pitched in games where he's had zero days of rest? So when he's used the next day in the 15 and a third innings pitched, how many earned runs has he given up? I'm just going to go right there. 15. Uh, that's, that's nice of you. It's 11. He's a little bit better than that, but okay. 11. 11 in 15. That is bad. Do you know what? That's not shut down. That's a hell of a lot. You could pay fucking Gregory Santos to do that. You could pay Ever- Anderson Severino could t- to do that. You could pay Bennett Sousa to you do that. Any of these raised people. Jason Adam. Jason Adam. Fairbanks. Mercy. It's not Kendall Kelly. fault. All these people they just brought in, are they paying them a lot of money, Sean? No. Why are they paying them a lot of money? Because they're stupid. No, not the Rays are stupid. Oh, the I'm, Rays sorry. Are, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sorry. The Rays are like, hey, cool. You're a good reliever. You need to get money. Go some other team. Hey, Zach Birdie. Oh, you're a former first rounder from the White Sox. Let's pick you up and yeah. use you. Two innings we'll send of you sh- down to, of, We'll send you down to Durham, too. A shutout ball. Yeah, and then once they got their guy back, they're like, yeah, we got this sidearm guy back oh, who's much better man. than you, Zach Birdie. Thank you for embarrassing the White Sox on their own field when you got drafted. I think he was a first round or a comp- compensatory pick between the first and second round. Um, you should never do that for a closer. Another thing that Rick Hahn did. Um, but, yeah, the Rays don't pay big-time relievers. They don't barely pay – other players, they've only gone out and tried to sign, what, Freddie Freeman and a, mm-hmm. and a free agent contract. They go and get other players from other teams. They see flaws in what they're doing up there. They're like, Yandy Diaz, you're up there with the Cleveland Guardians, not doing right. Come on down here. We'll get you right. Isaac Paredes, you're up in Detroit, not doing right. Come on down here. We'll get you right. Oh, you're cool up there in San Diego, Manuel Margot. Come on down here. We'll get you right. They know what they're doing. Rick Hahn thinks he's that. Yeah. He's not close to that. What like he doesn't develop talent, and we gotta be happy that Gavin Sheets is kind of a left-handed power hitter. That's the type of stuff that the White Sox have to mess with. Oh, we got Gavin Sheets down there. We shouldn't trade him. No, trade Gavin Sheets. Get better players than Gavin Sheets. Get better players than Jake Berger, even though he's done well for himself. But he's not a major league player that you're staking your future on. I don't care what he's done, and that's a great time he's done. He's done mostly at home. But, damn it, if Jake Berger is your best player, you are one of the worst teams in baseball. Yeah, and Rick Hahn said about you bringing up Isaac Paredes and all these guys that the Rays turn into gold. Um, Ultimately, it's the players who play the game. And when they don't achieve at the level we've projected, they certainly bear a level of responsibility for that. But at the end of the day, the people who put the – the players on the roster put them on the field are the ones who bear the responsibility if that group doesn't achieve. That's me. When you said, who's responsible for this? I said, me. I think that makes it clear that my job is potentially on the line. That's Rick Hahn yesterday. Rick, Jake Berger, I think, is an, a, a wonderful example of this organization failing. And yes, Jake Berger is doing wonders for his career. Yes. And that is great. Tim Anderson started to achieve when he wanted to propel his career. 
It wasn't because the White Sox gave him the secret sauce. It wasn't because the White Sox were growing and nurturing him as a human, as a player. It was because Tim Anderson had a motive and got fucking better. Jake Berger has a motive. Jake Berger shouldn't be here. Jake Berger had the mental struggles. Jake Berger had the physical struggles, had the Achilles tear, and yet he's still here. And what he's trying to do is use every single moment, every single piece of technology to turn him into a fucking masher. And that's all he's done. And something that he's used in the White Sox uh, lab is uh, the eye pitch. Um, So I I just want to bring this quote up. Um, The eye pitch, quote, you can set boundaries with it. Quote, hey, this is too far inside or that's too low. And you can go from there. Repetition is the key. We have it at home, but we don't have it on the road. My home splits are a lot better. I wish we could have it on the road. I think we're making strides to bring it on the road with us. When I use it at home right before I go up at my bat, I've seen every single pitch that this guy, and it's easier to repeat on the field. Let's go to his home road splits. At home, 14 home runs, a 358 Oof, ISO. Christ. That's slugging minus batting average. Jesus, so, that's, um, that's, you, that's ridiculously that's high. Ridiculously high. Um, a 4.6 run value. <laughs> Um, a 91.4 exit velocity and a 165 average distance. And you can look at the away, away average exit velocity and the average distance. He still hits the ball hard. He still makes great contact. It's just about that repetition. It's about seeing those pitches. 92.3 exit velocity, but a 157 average distance. He's still swinging and putting nice hits on the ball. It's just most of them are on the ground, and he's not able to uh, hit those balls up. But, Kevin, can you go back to that? Uh, 14 home runs at home. Two away and a 358 ISO compared to a 134 ISO and a run value compared to 4.6 of negative 5.8. And Jake Berger with his glove, when you're a negative 5.8 with the bat and a bad glove defender, I know you're bringing up 2023 is a decent defender. Yes. Historically a bad defender. Correct. Um, that doesn't play. And the thing is with the eye pitch, it's been around with the White Sox, and I know it has. It's from Spinball Sports. Spinball Sports is something I brought up in in the offseason. Off yeah. Um, the Mets installed this a kind of bigger installation of this thing, but the White Sox were one of the first people to use the eye pitch. Aren't they this from been here? A, yeah, they're from here. Um, we should probably fuck, fuck around with them. Um, but the eye pitch has been in the White Sox organization, from what I know, for a long time. I think they have them in Arizona as well. So... It's just frustrating that they've had this technology for a long time, and Jake Berger is thriving with tech, this technology, and yet the White Sox still aren't able to harness on the road, and maybe that's why you're bums on the road. That's why you've lost night straight games. And I want to – last thing I got to yeah. say, I know we're past an hour, but Dan Payton, you know, he lives, I think, out there in Fresno, California, up there a little bit, Kevin, um, where Dan's like – and it's pretty much what Berto said either. I stopped watching a few days ago, to be honest, and it hurts me. Because it hurts me. Like, that's – you've got grown men, grown men and women who have been invested in the White Sox. And Rick says that shit about it hurts me just as much. No, it doesn't. It obviously doesn't because you're not doing anything to change the, uh, the, what's going on in the field at all. Dan is dedicating his time to watch the game and watch us after. Same thing with Berto from the West Side where he said that stuff on ESPN 1000. That stuff breaks people's hearts. That they invest time. They looked forward to the long winter of wind of Chicago, even though it wasn't that bad. They said, you know what? Last year sucked. 2022 sucked. But you know what? We have 2023. Hope springs eternal. And they start that series off with Houston. It's like, hey, we split 
two and two with the reigning champs. Here we go. And these people are hopeful at seven o'clock, like Pedro says, we're going to try to go out and kick the, the other team's ass. Yeah. And they haven't. And they're breaking people's hearts and ruining their summers for the whole year. The whole summer yes. is just ruined for these people. And I feel bad for you, Dan. I feel bad for Birdo. I feel bad for Melissa. All the people are watching right now that have to deal with this crappy organization. And yes, Edgardo, you live close to Tampa. Please clamp onto that team because that team is real. <laughs> Randy's fun. That team is real. That team is cares about winning. And they're in a tough division. You would, if, if people told me if I was a Tampa Bay and I'm in the Yankees, the Baltimore Orioles, the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, and the uh, Boston Red Sox division, and if they just said, I'm going to lay down and collect my money like Pittsburgh has, like Oakland has, I would be like, hey, man, Toronto or Tampa, that's do you, man. You're in a tough-ass division. It's tough to win. They're like, no, we're out here competing. Please, choose a different team. Choose a different team. Go somewhere else. We'll be here covering this team, as we said last year. We'll suffer because we just find humor in it now. It's like, fuck it, because – I can't continue to be angry at the team every year, even though I want still money coming off, off right Let's now. Let's go, baby. Um, we're Me too. At, $14. Thank you. Or 34 all total. Thank you, DraftKings. Uh, we're at Pablo Azuna likes. Um, I I, uh, I want to go to the, the losing streak real quick, because you talk about last year and how yeah. bad it was. Not only did they lose eight straight games once, but they lost it twice. Uh, stemming from the 17th of April to the 26th of April, they lost eight straight games. And then their longest losing streak, according to baseball reference, was from uh, Tuesday, September 20th, to Wednesday, September 28th, uh, eight games. They've now lost nine. It, it's an ugly season. It's a bad season. And I think it's summed up by Lucas Giolito's performance, not because he was bad, but they've lost five straight games to the Rays. The most runs the Rays have scored in a game this year in the five games that they've played against the White Sox is three. That's tonight. And yet the White Sox, with this great performance from Lucas Giolito, could not do anything. Lucas's pitches were fine. The pitch velocity was a little bit down, a tick down, but nothing that made him ineffective. But he pitched tonight. 11 whiffs on 51 swings, 22%. That's all right. 16 called strikes he was able to locate and a 28% called strike plus whiff percentage. Major League average around 29%, 30%, so a little bit below average, but nothing when you have a outside of the swing percent of 31%. The White Sox are, as a team are around 33%. The 31% is pretty good. And balls in play, 22 balls in play, an average exit velocity of 86.4. I would have left him in to finish out that seventh inning. And I, I think he would have earned it, like you said, um, and I, I really thought it would have been great to see him pitch it, and uh, I was disappointed to not see it. He was great, and we talked about the White Sox pitchers not making any mistakes and still losing games, and that's it, it's on the offense. I mean, Andrew Benatendi had opportunities to drive runs in, and he didn't. He ground the ball out. Andrew Benatendi and, or Andrew Vaughn and, and Jake Berger went deep, but that was it, and there was no runners out. You know, he, he wasn't able to make that a two-run homer, a three-run homer like Earl Weaver loved, like Stoney loves. It, it, was, it was bad baseball again, and that's what the White Sox season so far through 27-28 games has been defined by. Sorry. You're all good. I hit less thing on accident. You got anything else? No, nah, I'm done. Not forever, but, you know, just yeah. done for this week. We'll be back we'll, on Sunday. We'll be back on Sunday. When they lose. I got to go to the game. 11 straight games? I'm going to the game on Tuesday. Best of luck. But I'm going to the game on Tuesday because my dog's never been in. It's a dog day, so Ziggy gets a go and poop on guaranteed rate. 
Good for them. It'll be the best thing that's been on that field ever. Yeah. And blank name. I agree. Again, the velo can be down as long as he's uh, not letting hard exit velocity. I, I hate to put this as a footnote, um, but uh, it's been a, an odd story, uh, a story that we don't have many details about. But last year, uh, May 11th, 2021, uh, Brian Ball, former uh Trainer. Trainer for the White Sox uh, filed a suit against the White Sox. Uh, and Vinny shared this on April 27th. But on Wednesday, an Illinois Circuit judge dismissed the with prejudice all of Brian Ball's remaining claims against the White Sox related to Ball's termination in 2020. In February, his response to the club's motion to dismiss, Ball voluntarily dismissed all claims against general manager Rick Hahn personally, as well as two of Ball's original cl- five claims against the club. With yesterday's ruling, the court dismissed the remaining three claims against the club thereby closing the matter unless there is an appeal of the court's ruling in addition to the in-house counsel the club also was represented by clifford r perry the third and brian k jackson of the chicago law firm laner munchen ltd um it's a it's a weird story it's an ugly story um some stories that uh have rick Hahn accused of some some ugly things but uh, a court has dismissed them uh doesn't mean that they're not true but it also doesn't mean that they are true so hey uh, at least we have a uh, uh, a bow, kind yeah, of, as that. long as there's no appeal on yeah. that story. And the last thing I want to say with uh, a, little, a little positivity. <laughs> Liam God. Hendricks. Oh, thank God after that. Liam Hendricks was on a, oh, yeah. a field in, uh, I think, Glendale or, or Arizona. Uh, Goodyear, Arizona today. Four strikeouts versus a extended spring training uh, staff. Uh, it's good. Looking good to right. see him back. He looks healthy. He looks like the same Liam for a guy who went through treatment for for uh, non-Hopkins lymphoma and chemo and all that stuff. He looks the same Liam, but who would have thought anything different? Imagine the energy he's going to bring back. Oh I mean, that's going to be electric. That's, that's, the, that's the day I'm looking forward to, when he comes back and when Jose Abreu comes back. Other than that, out. We were produced today by Kevin Wells. We appreciate Kevin Wells. We appreciate everyone hanging out with us in the chat. We're at 41 likes. The White Sox sucked it. The White Sox sucked all the way out to the planet. And yes, I said planet Pluto. Um, thank you for Kevin Wells producing. Thank you for everyone hanging out with us in the chat. Do you have a number 41? Uh, now it's 42, so it's uh, Jackie Robinson. Oh, shout out Jackie. Uh, that's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter. Bill at Seamus. Eknerwall23. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson Clark. We hope you have fun tomorrow, and we will be with you on Sunday for a post-game show. Thank you to Jared Willis for joining us at J. Willis Wise instead of Eyes on Twitter. Thank you to everybody, and we'll see you on Sunday. I guess go Sox.